Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Praise God. It's so great to be back with you folks. We're thrilled about that. We're working our way through these songs of the night, uh, these psalms, the book of psalms. We're in Psalm number 91. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, we were talking about Psalm 91.5. We, 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 we don't want to rush through Psalm 91. So uh, just full disclosure, if you haven't been listening, you're just hopping in. This is the day you're listening that uh, Stephanie was memorizing Psalm 91 on that fate-filled day when uh, her sweet dear husband Charles, the missionary martyr hero of our generation, was shot and killed. And we've been covering some of the things that go on. This was a cause of PTSD to her. We talked yesterday, Stephanie, about how we're all afraid. We all deal with fear. We all deal with issues. But when you have PTSD or when you see somebody who's working with PTSD, you're going to see something that's fear squared. It's, uh, it's even a little more relevant. You were talking about, oh, Oh my goodness! It, it's uh, so much more than I was dealing with before, and as we continue yeah. to go through Psalm ninety-one, and and uh, so Stephanie, here we are on this Thursday morning. And is there anything on your mind you want to tell us about this morning? Wow. Well, on a on a light note, um, our family has a new member, wow. and no, it's not a boyfriend. So um, well, no, no is- calls to me yet. I've been waiting. To- Phone's on. I'll stop the podcast right now if someone calls. It's just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> no call-in dates, Doug. Okay. I'm not doing a call-in podcast date. Okay. So uh, I can't I can't record many. the conversation. <laughs> All right. There'd be way too many witnesses to that conversation. Okay. Um, no, our um, I had promised Caleb uh, Lizard for his birthday back in March. And so this week we became the proud owners. Caleb became the proud owner. I became the proud spender to purchase a red bearded dragon lizard. Wow. So look it up. It looks kind got, of freaky. It's cool looking. Yeah. It, it's it is a cool lizard. I, I never yeah. pictured myself being this person that holds a lizard and thinks it's cute. But um his name is Mushu. Well, her name is Mushu. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, and I'm not even gonna research to find out how you determine that. Um, but it is it's a fun little lizard. So um that is the new form of um, I wonder if lizards are asexual. I don't know. I just actually was thinking that, so that's kind of creepy that we were both thinking that. But yeah, because worms it is, are. Snakes. It's fun. Yeah, I think it might have to do with temperature. I know it does with some animals. But anyways, that's that is the fun news at our house, and it, it is a lot of fun. Um, I was feeding him his crickets last night, and um, it's fun. We I love having. Um, create God's creation around. Charles is campaigning for either another red bearded dragon lizard, so Mushu has a friend, or for another dog. And I'm trying to campaign against either option. My vote's for the dog. Poor, uh, I know your vote is. Poor Thor. He's out there by himself every day, and, and every night when we're on the phone, he barks to me to let me know. Uncle he Doug. does. Uncle Doug. It's freaky. 
It's yeah. like he knows when we're on the phone. He knows what's going on, man. Thor is the man. All right. So he's, least, he's awesome. <laughs> at least I'm giving him a full male sexuality today on the phone conversation. Thank those, you. I appreciate that. I'm very happy Those of you who do not that. know, Stephanie made a decision to have Thor cut. But uh, anyway, Spade, whatever you want to call it. And so for a while I was calling him Thorlene, and then I felt bad about it because it's not Thor's fault. It's and, not Thor's fault. No. I take full responsibility. I said, stop it. <laughs> Thor needs to be a man. I tried to stop it. I begged. I did all kinds of things. He did. It didn't. Yep. It, it didn't help. It didn't work. But anyway, didn't. you. <laughs> so here we are at our segment. So we've been doing a couple segments lately. We've been doing. You might be a knucklehead if, or you might be right with God if. So you might be a knucklehead if you go to Starbucks and you don't get your friends a drink while you're out. So I mm -hmm. just my buddy's going to Starbucks. Pick me up my second Starbucks day. I already had one. But I did say, hey, get yourself one. Get your uh, work-relation one. I wanted to make sure that they all had a Starbucks. And, and That's so, awesome. So don't be showing up with a Starbucks somewhere and not sharing with your friends. And so here we are. We're on Psalm 91. And Stephanie's going to go ahead and read 6 through 8. We have these visions of getting through verse 8 one of these days. But if you could go <laughs> ahead. And <laughs> We're moving in the right direction. We are. If you could go ahead and read Psalm 91, right. verses 6 through 8. All right. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Wow. A lot going on here. It's not quite as yeah. strong as verse 5 was. It's nothing like that, but it's, it's saying, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And uh, it's talking about, you know, th there's a lot of stuff going on there, Doctor. Do you remember that that song? Uh, oh, boy, it's uh, Ron Hamilton. By the way, pray for Ron Hamilton. He's one of our favorite singers, composers, all that. Ron, uh, yeah. uh, Ron Hamilton's at home, and he's dealing with Alzheimer's. He kind of went around and told everybody it's no big secret or anything. He's... Losing his memory, he fell the other day. He's got some injuries. He injured his knees, you know, and different things of that nature. But he wrote that song for his son. How can I fear? How does the chorus go? Go ahead and sing the chorus. We haven't had a chorus saying in a minute. Just the chorus. Okay. How can I fear? Jesus is near. He ever watches over me. Worries all cease. He gives me peace. How can I fear? With Jesus. So we highly recommend you go out there and listen to that song on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music or whatever your music provider would be. Listen to that whole song, How Can I Fear? Mm -hmm. But he's talking about the pestilence that walketh in darkness. What's pestilence that walketh in darkness? What is it? Well, I think pestilence is the idea of um, something that's nagging you know when you think of the when i think of pestilence the first thing that comes to mind is like the plagues of the flies in egypt um the frogs those forms the the uh lice or something that's just constantly like nagging at you that won't go away 
Yeah, and that's right. It's, it's a constant. It, per, it gives it, yeah. yeah, and it gives it, it personifies it here. It's walking. In other words, it's busy at night. It's not, it doesn't rest. It keeps when at nighttime, when you're supposed to be able to rest, this is bugging you. And, and I get that same idea of the flashbacks of that constant, the nightmares where you're trying to rest and nope, your brain won't slow down. It's, it's still walking. It is still trauma. Your own brain becomes your worst enemy at night um, when you're dealing with trauma and, um, and yet it, it gives that side. And then it says for the destruction and nor for the destruction. So in other words, whether it's something that won't leave you alone at night or something that's a reality in the middle of the day, and um, I was somewhere in verse five and six when Charles was actually shot. Wow. And I struggle every time I read this with, but God, you let him die. And then God says, but this is what I did for you. And that whole concept that God literally has the power to protect us, that we don't have to be afraid of it. And he has the protect. He has the power to supernaturally protect us he does. from yeah. destruction that wasteth. Because wasteth is that idea of it's completely. I think of like the fires in you know like those forest fires in California. It leaves the land desolate. It leaves it a wasteland, and that level of destruction that completely wastes you, that takes yeah. you to rock bottom. He has the protection to bear us up on eagle's wings when we can't get through it ourselves and that he has the power to protect us all at the same time which is what he did for for my son charles and i the day that um charles was killed and i think it goes right into verse seven of a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand it i think it goes along with that destruction wasting at noonday a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee in other words Trust me, my child, because I have the power to protect you from anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, in the old days, so talking about walking at night, there was no protection. You had to, most people who traveled at night traveled with armed guards or an army or something like that. And, and, and I think you just hit that right on. It's scary. It's that place where it's, uh, um, it, it, you know, even going out at night, when you get off the main drag out there on the highway, you know, you get a flat tire even. It's yep. it's scary. Yeah. And uh, then it says, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. So God's saying a lot of things can happen, but it's not going to come near you. And, yeah. you know, sometimes God's choice for us, though, Stephanie, sometimes God's choice is um, to let things happen to us, for us to go on. And sometimes the answer is, you know, how would, how would you say, well, Charles, you know, a lot of people make the comment that the safest place to be in the entire world is in the middle of God's will. And I, I always tell people, well, tell Stephanie Wesco that, or, you know, say, say a prayer and ask God to tell Charles Wesco that sometimes it's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. God has a yeah. different plan, but it's always, we're always in that place where we got to trust God and step out. And and most of us are not in a third world country on a missionary journey uh, with people trying to attack with religious wars and civil wars and craziness and all that. And so a thousand shall fall. So if God makes a decision, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And, yeah. Uh, 
I think that's what, and he, he let you be all right. Your answer was, well, I let you be all right, Stephanie. I let you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a sense in which um, it's powerful to remember that being, this is, I think, where there's a power in claiming God's word too. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if, if you knew, ever knew or met Daryl Champlin. He was a missionary for many years. He was in the Congo was in Suriname. Um, but he was a missionary that I had the privilege of, of hearing as a child. And, um, he has a, there's an autobiography out now that he wrote about their missionary work, but he claimed this song at Psalm throughout his missionary. And I mean, that man saw God do miracles left and right. And in his case, God chose to protect him supernaturally over and over again. And, um, but he, I mean, the things that he saw God do still, when I think about it, it's like George Mueller's situations of just supernatural answers to prayer. And when I look at how God used that, used his faith of claiming these verses to see God show himself strong, not for his, not for Daryl Champlin's glory, but for God's glory, that God's name would be manifest, that souls would be saved through it. I think that's what I come back to is when, when, we look to the Lord and claim his word and say, God, would you show yourself God in this way? And um, that's what I've seen the Lord use this psalm in my life to be. Not something that it always makes sense to me <coughs> humanly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't understand fully why God allowed, why it seems, why the devil will put in my head still that God didn't do this for Charles. So God's word isn't true. No, his word is still true. Because when the last chapter is written, Charles is more than a conqueror. <laughs> um, so God is always faithful, but there's power in claiming God's word yeah, and speaking it. And, you know, Satan, the devils believe and they tremble. And claiming by faith, choosing to trust God's word, that it is true. And I'm not saying you try to have an emotional binge, but just by faith saying, I'm standing on this. This is God's word. And I have nothing else to cling to. So I am going to choose to make these words of God my refuge and my fortress. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? And, and no, that's good. And, and I think looking at verse 8 here, it says, Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. And so only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of of the wicked. So I, I, I'm looking at that verse, that verse eight, only with thine eyes. And it's like a description of a battle and how the battle comes together. And that's what I'm getting out of that. Israel saw the grief of the Egyptians over the firstborn who died on Passover night. They saw that. They also saw the Egyptian army dead and on yeah. the shore of the Red Sea. And so here we are, we're looking at this and saying, God's word is true. They got to see this only by thine eyes. I'm I'm going to let you see these things that, that, that I'm taking you through, and I'm going to let you see that. So when we look at verse 8, Stephanie, it says, Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. The reward of the wicked in this case is laying die, dead out there in the Red Sea. The reward is, is seeing the people and the things they went through in those terrible situations. They got to see those things. And uh, they saw their firstborn on Passover night. Remember, when I see the yeah. blood, I will pass over thee. And, uh, and those Egyptians, they didn't put blood on their doors. They didn't trust in God and his completed plan and his covenant. 
And so they went that. And, 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 you know, here's the thing. We as Christians, we as Christians get to see the other side of this. We as Christians mm-hmm. are going to, we're going to be in Jerusalem now. We're going to, we're going to have a millennial reign. We're going to get to see the other side. And sometimes we see the other side here in our lives here right now, living in 2021, we're seeing the other side. But I mean, as we're coming along, I think we got to remember in Psalm 91 that the Egyptians, unfortunately, you know, they didn't do, they didn't trust God. They didn't step out with God. They weren't covered under his wings. And we saw the firstborns killed. We mm-hmm. saw we saw them laying on the beach of the Red Sea. And so mm-hmm. I guess what's the encouragement that you walk away from these first eight verses, Stephanie? What's what's the encouragement? What would you say to people? But we can trust in God because of this type of encouragement. What is that? Well, I come away with there's several verses that come that I come away with from this verse, from verse eight. One is where Jesus says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And that has brought so much comfort to me um, because there's a sense in which obviously some traumas happen that, you know, a car accident may be no one's fault in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And that may just be trauma, PTSD, that's from an accident strictly Mm. um, that, you know, my, our car accident last year resulted in trauma that yeah. in no way, shape or form are doing. Um, but we can't get vengeance on the hit and run driver. We can't, I can't, I don't want to get vengeance. Um, I don't desire evil upon um, the, whoever killed Charles. Um, they were lost. But I, I, when I think of a wicked, when I, when I see this of the wicked, I think of someone who is intentionally out to destroy you personally. And those are the hardest times to give something to God in the sense of this person is vindictive. They knew they were, they knew that this was hurtful. They knew this was dead wrong. They, they knew this was unlawful, whatever the case may be in your life, but they purposely tried to hurt or destroy me anyway. Yeah. And coming to that point of understanding that, yes, you do what's lawful. You turn someone in if they need turned into the authorities you do what God expects you to do, but then you choose to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, where God stays your focus, not getting revenge, and that all you have to do is watch, where you let God be Jehovah Sabaoth, you let him fight for you, and God has me in that position personally in some realms that I'm not going to spend my life that's not what God's called me to. God's called me to serve him and I cannot serve getting vengeance. I cannot serve getting justice in certain realms of life and serve God at once. And to give those things to God and let God take care of those who have been, you know, vindictive on purpose, those who have sought to hurt or destroy me or my kids and say, God, this is in your hand. And the peace that comes with that because my focus yeah. is on Jesus and not that I'm perfect at that. There are times my flesh is really fed up and then God brings me back around to, do you believe me or not? And I think that's um, what we have to come to is God. I do believe you. I do believe that you can deal with this. I do believe that all I have to do is stand still and see your salvation. Yeah. Well, I think you got that covered. And, and folks, as we close this up, as we wrap this up, here's it. There's a real good lesson, I think, that just came out of Stephanie's word and out of today's verses. And 
the lesson is God's in control of a lot of our lives. You know, sometimes we're not going to see justice from the local law. Sometimes we're not going to see justice uh, from those people who mess us over. Sometimes we're never going to see justice on this side, but God's got it. Yeah. God's got your back, and, and, and he's close to us. He's right there. He knows what's going on. So this day, this day, on this Thursday, make a decision that, God, whatever you have, however this is all going to shake out, you know, the Israelis got to see these firstborn killed all over the place. I'm glad I didn't get to see that. You know, oh. the Israelis, they, they got to see the Egyptians there on the side of the Red Sea all dead. I'm glad I didn't get to see that. But what we need to do in our life is we need to trust God. That's what this is all about. That's what Psalm 91 is about. Just going to that most high secret place with God where the most high hangs out, the true, the living God. Giving him everything you need to give him, talking to him, making him part of your life, calling out things by name. Today can be a day where you start changing things. Today can be a great day. Make it that day. Hey, listen, we look forward to hearing from you. Make sure you get a hold of us if you need anything. We love you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.